you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. If you have ever thought to yourself, I know what to do. I just don't do it. I don't have the habit. I'm not in a good habit or any version of that type of thinking. Today's episode is for you. So let's start with the idea of habits. We all have habits that we think are really useful and helpful in our lives. And then we have some that maybe are less so. So when we think about a habit, it is really just something that we are doing out of practice. It's something that we've done over and over and over that it becomes automatic. Thinking like brushing your teeth before bed, or some people it's a habit to make their bed in the morning. Some people it's a habit to just get up and take a walk or get up and exercise. It's something that we've repeated so often. We just don't have to think about it. It just sort of comes to us. We have very little resistance to doing this thing. Now, it used to be when I was teaching the Franklin Covey time management classes that we would teach it takes 21 days to form a new habit. So 21 days of repetition and practice, but that has since been debunked. And James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, is one of the people who has really said that it's not such a thing. So if you have been waiting 21 days or you've been marking that on your calendar and wondering, what's wrong with me? Why haven't I built a new habit in 21 days? It's because you actually haven't set the correct expectation. And it's less about the number of days and more about the practice and the repetition of the thing. And It actually takes, according to James Clear, more than two months before a new behavior becomes automatic. So something to consider as you're thinking about the habits that you want to create, do you have any old ideas in your brain about how a habit should work or might work that maybe it's time to get rid of? Maybe that's not serving you. Because if I think it takes 21 days and 21 days seems difficult then I might want to start thinking about it differently and thinking about habits are formed by the number of times I practice. This is not an all or nothing process. It doesn't mean that if I skip brushing my teeth one day, now I start back over. I have to go back to two months or 66 days or 21 days. And there is no magic number. So just consider, do you have a magic number in your brain and where did that come from? Always good to double check our thoughts. Now, when it comes to forming our habits, one of the things that we have learned, and if you have ever played Wordle, if you have ever gotten a streak on Instagram or gotten a badge or a reward, you know that we have learned our brains love to be incentivized. We love the dopamine hit that comes with a streak or closing our rings. And we can actually use that information to gamify the habits we want to create. That's why some of these tools are so so habitual. They're so addicting. We love that feeling. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have ever walked around your family room or up and down the stairs because you were at 9,872 steps and you had to finish, you had to close the rings. You know what I'm talking about. If at 11.45, you realize, oh, I didn't do my game for the day, or I haven't texted my person, or I'm going to break the streak. We can take advantage of that and gamify our habits on purpose. 
So if we know that there is some science behind this, and if we know that our brains are drawn to games, we like challenges and rewards, and we love that sense of accomplishment, we can use it to our benefit to start to to create these daily habits And we can also make it more enjoyable and more fun. That's why we do those things. That's why we want the rings to close. That's why we want to keep going on the street. It feels fun. We get a dopamine hit, we get rewarded, and it feels good. But when it comes to our day-to-day lives, we don't even consider that. We sort of force ourselves, right? If you've ever seen the memes on social media, like, oh, I'm going on my morning walk for my stupid mental health. That's the way we talk to ourselves. We don't take into account the things that we know our brain loves in order to make it easier. So here's a couple tips to help you get started in gamifying your new habits. Number one, define clear goals and what are the benchmarks along the way. For example, if we think about video games or a streak on a fitness app, let's say, after five days of recording, or after a certain amount of time, we know we sort of like get to the next level, right? Or we get a badge or there's some sort of celebration. So we want to know what is that goal, but also how are we going to break it down into smaller bite-sized milestones and celebrate along the way? It's almost like each milestone is like a level, right? So you can track your progress and celebrate, get that dopamine hit. Our brains love that. The second thing is introducing rewards and incentives. It's the closing the ring. It's the getting the badge. It's the next, the celebration that we're looking for because that helps us to stay in the the thing that we want to achieve more of, right? Our brain is more likely to repeat something that feels good that we are rewarding than when we're beating ourselves up. So we can think about meaningful rewards for completing a milestone or completing a streak. And it doesn't have to be huge. It can be super simple. So some ideas might be, and again, this sounds super easy, but can I, every time I take a glass of water, can I put a band around my wrist? And at the end of the day, if I have five bands, I get a celebration. Or every time I work out, I put a penny in the jar or I put a, you know, a rock in the jar. And when I get a certain number of rocks, I'm celebrating. Notice that it's about the repetition and not like necessarily just a number of days in a row. We want to hardwire our brains to want to do this thing. Now, I talked at the beginning about the idea of brushing our teeth. And what's interesting about this is we actually get a reward every time we brush our teeth. We just don't think about it. We don't think about gamifying our our hygiene habits. But every time we brush our teeth, we get that little reward of foam. The foam doesn't actually do anything for our teeth, but we think it feels good. We think it's doing something. And that is something that the toothpaste manufacturers know. And so they add that into our toothpaste. We get that dopamine hit. We get that small reward. And that's what we're thinking about. What are the small rewards I can give myself? Is it every time I meet my fruits and vegetables, I get a gold star on my calendar? Listen, I have kids. Behavior charts work for a reason. That's why parents and kids do them, and they work for adults too. There's something about it at the end of the day to be able to give myself that gold star, to be able to check the box and say, yes, I did it. When I was doing some weight loss coaching, one of the the strategies we would use is every day you got to give yourself a dot or a star, whatever shape you like, 
but it so it wasn't an all or nothing situation. We kind of used that stoplight approach, that red, yellow, or green. So every day you got to put something on the calendar. Red was, if every day was like today, I would not reach my weight loss goals. Yellow was, if every day was like today, it's possible I would reach my weight loss goals. And green, if every day was like today, I would definitely meet my, my weight loss goals. And we could dis- we could set up the game so that after a certain number of greens or a certain number of yellows or a combination, again, we would have a bigger celebration. There is something that our brains love about the completion of that task, the closing of the ring at the end of the day. So something to consider, red, yellow, green, gold stars, smiley faces, anything that lights up your brain will work here. Another habit you might want to consider is maybe it's picking up your phone. Maybe you want to scroll less or pick up your phone fewer times. What if every time you didn't pick up your phone, you just allowed it to sit there, you put a bead in the jar or you put a little tally mark on a piece of paper? What if at the end of the day, you added up that time that you saved? That's your reward. So we can do lots of fun things in order to help our brains get on board with what our future self knows we actually want. We desire to do these habits because we know they're in the best interest of ourselves. But if we don't set ourselves up with this game, if we don't set ourselves up with the reward, it is very easy to fall back into old patterns. And I know we have all experienced that. So the first part, again, define the goal and the progression along the way. The second is rewards and incentives. What does that look like for you? What lights you up? What would feel really exciting? And then the third one is elements of fun and creativity. And we want to think about the creativity piece. Now, some of you already are thinking, well, I'm not creative. I don't know what to do. Enlist the help of your friends. Enlist the help of your kids. You don't have to do this alone. Grab a coach. Sign up for a consult. And We can brainstorm this. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. But what can you do to encourage yourself to make this fun so that you're not the person going, oh, here we go again, going to the gym only because it's good for me. How can I give myself that reward? Maybe after a certain number of sessions at the gym, I get to go buy a fun workout outfit. Or maybe I get to treat myself to a smoothie maker. Or if I don't pick up my phone, maybe I get a fun case. Or right, there's a million things we could do and they don't all have to be around the idea of buying something. It doesn't have to be consumerism. It can be, I give myself permission to take a day off and celebrate. We can get creative with what this looks like. At one point when I was at the fitness center, we we tried to use this approach to gamify our membership sales. And each department had their own goals. We set up the benchmarks along the way and everyone had a contribution to make. One of the ways that we would gamify it is at the end of the day, everyone sort of reported out and you had to mark your scorecard, right? And the reason behind this is think about how a game works. If you've ever watched a kid's soccer game and they're not keeping score, it's really not as fun to watch as when we keep score and we get excited and we can cheer for the goals and we can cheer for our teams. It's the same thing. It's like if we don't gamify our habits, if we don't gamify what we're trying to accomplish, you might as well be watching a sporting event where they're not keeping score. It's just not that fun. And then notice in sporting events, people are cheering. They're getting excited. There's a celebration. We're getting the dopamine hit and we're doing it together. So it can work not just in your personal life. It can work in your family unit. It can work 
in your place of employment. So bring this to your team and see what they say. Where can you gamify something? Another idea is if you have a a team and maybe you have people who they kind of wander in, being on time isn't part of your company culture and that's something that you want to change, how can you gamify it? How can you incentivize people to be there on time? What might that look like? What could you keep track of? What can you celebrate? What could you check off or close the ring on that would be fun? When we ran our experiment for our sales numbers, we literally had each department create scoreboards. And you could do it any way you want. Um, It could actually be numbers on the scoreboard, right? Like in a game, like in soccer, it could be closing the rings. It could be shading. It could be the temperature, um, you know, like you see for fundraisers, like X amount of dollars raised. And every time we get to fill that in, it feels really good. That's the culture we want to create in our businesses, for ourselves, and our homes. Gamifying our habits can make a huge difference. If you want more resources on this, I definitely recommend James Clear James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. It's a great one. Um, there's another book called The Influencer. And that can be a great book also. Um, and I don't remember the name, but I will, or the author, but I will link that in the show notes. So tons of resources out there, but how can you make it fun and pleasurable to create behavior change? It doesn't have to be a slog. It doesn't have to be a punishment. And I would offer, if that is your approach, you are probably not going to be successful because you are fighting your own brain. I would love to know the habit you want to change and which of these tips have worked for you. Find me on Instagram, send me a message, and I'll see you next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching, where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.